Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, please enjoy the following message, and if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, as I asked the kids, what do you use salt for? Is salt an important part of your life? It goes back and forth, doesn't it? Uh, We were told not long ago that salt, you know, we, we use too much salt. I think people connected it to heart disease. I don't know if that's still the case or not. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, uh, my wife made an awesome meal yesterday and, um, it was uh, filet mignon and, uh, my goodness, if I would have taken salt and put it on that, she probably would have flipped out, right? Cause I made it just right. But salt's a big deal when you sometimes as a pastor invited to many meals, sometimes the salt is a lifesaver. No, I'm joking. But anyhow. But we, think, we don't think a big deal about salt. But when Jesus first spoke these words, salt, although I think it is actually a bigger deal and more of a necessity in our lives than, than we kind of acknowledge. But in Jesus' day, I mean, salt was actually used as currency. You used salt sometimes to pay Roman soldiers. They were paid in salt. That's how big of a deal it was. Because the obvious, we already said it. What does salt do? It flavors food. And back then, uh, you might have desperate amounts of food, right? And whatever it is you're cooking, salt's a big deal. It changes everything from whatever you uh, caught or made or whatever. A little salt can just add something, bring out the flavor into that meal. Uh, They didn't have a zillion different chemicals like we do, you know, that make our food great. At the same time, perhaps make us sick, but that's one other topic. But salt also, even just a hundred years ago or less... Salt didn't just make your food taste better, it preserved your food. It's preservative, right? You watch Little House in the Prayer, read the uh, Little House, what's the first, Little House in the Big Woods, I think. Uh, Laura Ingalls, what fantastic series, by the way, very important for education, for young kids, great books. You see them oftentimes doing salt pork, salting food, canning food. It's all used the salt to preserve the food throughout winter so you can survive. Salt was a big deal not too long ago even. You needed salt even just to survive. It preserved life. And as we know in Chicago, it melts ice. <laughs> and there's actually a salt shortage going on right now. If you didn't know this, a couple for, going on for like a couple years now. It's a big deal, not just here, but as you go up north, there's a lot of salt everywhere poured to keep people safe and melt that ice. So when Jesus says, you're the salt of the earth, it makes a lot of sense. We think of salt and we think Jesus is salt, right? First of all, he preserves life. Jesus died and rose. He forgives our sins. Those things that kept us from being with God, from living forever, those things that condemned Adam and Eve to death and you and me have been removed. Christ has paid for them by his salty blood on the cross. 
and three days later rose from the dead. Talk about a life preserver better than salt. Jesus gives us new life, and Jesus gives the promise of indeed living forever. And he melts our hearts, <laughs> our cold, icy hearts, by the power of the cross. And the ridiculous love of God overcomes our barriers and our walls that we put up before him and before one another. Jesus is indeed the salt of the earth. But what does Jesus say in today's text? I think you need to really think about this. He doesn't say, I am the salt of the earth. He says, you are. Talking to his people, gathered around him, God's people, one might say, the church, you, you're the salt of the earth is what Jesus is saying. You are the light of the world. That kind of blows my mind. It's easy for us to say Jesus is these things, and he is, but Christ makes it clear that you are his people, St. James, you are. And as we're going through this mission statement, this text fits perfectly, right? St. James is a, let's say it together. You have your bulletin? Let's see if I have it memorized, by the way. St. James is a growing community, alive in Christ, continuing the tradition of serving Chicago with his peace, hope, and love. Sounds like salt to me. And Christ is the salt shaker. The church is not just some uh, random gathering of people. We do not exist for ourselves. We are not just what we look like. We are indeed God's presence in the world. God's presence in the world, St. James. God's presence in Lincoln Park. God's presence. He doesn't do it any other way. He doesn't zap people in their dreams. They might, I shouldn't say that, but he makes it very clear. This is what he does. You are the salt of the earth. And when he says this, when Jesus says this, he makes a couple of things clear. What does he say when he says you are the salt of the earth, right? You're the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, what's the point? This is really important. If salt has lost its taste, it has no use. There's two ways we can take that. He applies it to the light of the world as well. First, our saltiness. Oh, by the way, too, which is kind of funny. A couple years ago, I did this. And uh, we have our junior high choir singing in the second service. And they probably will not understand the salt thing. Because people apply salt to saltiness. Like, salt, like you're being salty, which is negative. I don't know where that came from. Whole other topic. Anyways, salt's good. You are the salt of the earth. People depend on St. James. But if you lost your saltiness, what's the point? And I think fundamentally, number one, what that means is this. Our saltiness is Jesus Christ. Our saltiness is the word of God and is the message of forgiveness and eternal life that comes through his word. If a church, if his people are not centered in his word, 
who are not centered in what we have, our mission statement, what we've been given to do by Jesus, if we are not centered in his truths, if we're not giving out his truths, teaching his word to people, preaching forgiveness and eternal life, then we are wasting our time. If, and I mean, what I mean by that is if we were just a good works institution, another nonprofit helping our community, which is a fine thing, by the way, then no point in us existing. We should close our doors. If we were just a place where we kind of hung out and had a good time together and enjoyed each other's company, we should close the doors, or we should definitely not call ourselves the salt of the earth, the church of Christ. And that goes for everything we do, from the school to our Bible studies for our Embrace Grace, whatever we are doing to our youth group, etc. If we are not talking about Jesus, if we're not pointing to that cross in the empty tomb, if we are not speaking his forgiveness and telling people about hope in Jesus, then an absolute waste of time. We're not helping anybody. Because his promises, his words are the only thing that melts human hearts. That give peace, hope, and love. And that preserve eternally life. His words, as we find in scripture. So Jesus says, if you lost your saltiness, why there's no point. You can't salt others if you don't have this, if you're not preaching his word. But then he also kind of doesn't just talk about in the sense of like, we need to be speaking, preaching, teaching his word. But he also, when he talks about light, makes it clear what you are. What does he say? We are, you are the light of the world. A city set on the hill can't be hidden. Nor do people light a a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. We are the light of the world, the salt of the earth, for whose benefit? Our neighbors, other people. That's why we exist. That's why we are saved. That's why we have peace and hope not to hide it and keep it to ourselves, but to let it shine. You know, when we think of the work of the church, the work of St. James, oftentimes, uh, I think churches get in this mentality when it comes to growing. They sort of kind of think, we need to get more people in the pews. We need to grow as a church, or we need people, or St. James needs people to just to be here, and we need people to be on leadership, and we need people to do this. That's actually not the case. It's actually the opposite, according to Jesus. The world, people, need the church of Christ. Chicago needs St. James. Why? Because we have hope for them. Because we have a message about a God who loves them.
Because we have something to say to someone who's at the graveside that Christ has conquered death. And we have something to say who's been through a lot through life, who's done a lot, who's carrying a lot of guilt. And we can say, you are forgiven by the blood of Jesus. People need St. James in Chicago. That's why we are here. That's why I'm pumped to be here. That's why I took this call to be here. Because people in, in Chicago need the good news of Jesus Christ. God doesn't need people. People need God. And so he shakes his salt through you into people's lives. That's how you got to be involved in here. Because God reached out to you because he loves you and tied you into this place. So we look at the mission of St. James. It is for the benefit of this city to make their lives, first of all, to give them that life preserver. That the illness that they have, the fears they have, the joblessness that they have. They have everything in Jesus. It's going to be okay. They're going to rise again. Or for those that have a lovelessness in their lives, a loneliness in their lives, we get to tell them they are loved by the one who made them, and we get to love them. And Jesus loves people through people. Again, he doesn't zap people out of nowhere. He affects people's lives. He hugs them through you. He speaks to them through you. He melts their hearts through you. That's how it works. Back in Hurricane Katrina, there's a wonderful little story of, a, of a, after, you know, the waters kind of receded or whatever down in New Orleans, uh, this uh, mom and her child was kind of walking by and, and um, there's a whole bunch of, uh, I think they were there with a bunch of volunteer groups. There was tons of volunteer groups that went down to, to New Orleans. You know, a lot of, mostly church groups and Christian groups. And the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod had a major presence, major presence down there. And uh, so I think it was some youth workers, like an imam was, was helping out. And there's, there was painted on a side of a wall, God is nowhere is what the kids saw, right? So he looks up and says, Mom, look at that sign, God is nowhere. How did she see it though? She said, no, it doesn't say that. It says, God is now here. That's how it is. You can look at the, everything going on in the world differently, can't you? You can stare at the tough times and the difficult things and say, God is nowhere. Or you can look at people caring, helping, serving, loving. God is now here. Brothers and sisters in Christ, God is now here in Chicago through St. James. As we look forward to plans that we make, I want you to understand that every little decision made is St. James. And future ministries and what we're going to do, expenditures of money, capital, whatever it is, it's all about salting people's lives, changing people's lives, giving hope to people's lives, giving peace to people's lives. You are the salt of the earth. We fail at that, don't we? We absolutely do. We're not always that way. We're not always, we're more salty when we wake up in the morning than we are the salt of the earth, right? But notice what Jesus says. 
He doesn't say, if you do these things, you will be the salt of the earth. Or you need to grow into this, uh, to this thing, being the salt of the light of the earth. No, Jesus actually just simply says, you are the salt of the light of the earth. Because we are. Not because we act like it. Though, Lord, have mercy because we don't. Heavenly Father, forgive us as a church because we think too much about ourselves and not about others. Absolutely. But the good news is you are being salted today. And God is shining his light onto you today and telling you who might feel a little bad about not being the salt of the earth in your family or at home or in your neighbors or at work. Jesus says, you're forgiven too. We need to hear that, don't we? You're okay. You will rise again. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You are children of God. Because Christ died for you too. (laughs) And rose again. And that's our hope and peace as well. In Jesus' name, amen.